Welcome to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. I'm Anitra Kerr, also known as the queen of video marketing at The Draw Shop, where we create videos and messaging for brands that are impossible to ignore. We believe that any business is just one marketing tweak away from getting their ideal customers hooked. Most businesses have a solution to positively impact their customers and ultimately the world. The real question is how to get those people to see that. We've got our own fail-proof formula for this at The Draw Shop, but on this show, we're interviewing marketing geniuses to discover more. Think you have marketing genius to share? Stay tuned to the end of the show and we'll show you how you can be our next guest on the fastest growing marketing inspiration podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing Executive Spotlight. Today, I have with me Stephen Van Bellum, the co-founder of Nextworks. He's a speaker and author. Stephen, how are you? I'm good, Ben. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us. So tell me a little bit about how you got into marketing. Um, basically, I think it's thanks to my parents, to be really honest. My, my parents had a photography store in Belgium. I live in Europe in a small town in Belgium. That's where I grew up. And they, uh, they had a photography store. They had a, a team of four or five people. And I didn't know it back then. But if I look back to how, how my mom and dad run that store, they were extremely focused on customers. They were obsessed by customers. And, you know, I'm talking about the 1980s now when I was like 10 years old. They were working on one-to-one marketing. They had a perfect customer database. And I even had to make that database for them and type in all the addresses of the clients in, in Microsoft Access. And then they had personalized mailings. So for me, that was like the most normal thing in the world. And then when I actually started working, then I thought, okay, now I'm going to go to a, a big company and I'm going to meet real professionals. And then I discovered that actually my mom and dad were much more advanced in marketing than some of those big companies out there. So I think that's how it started for me. So what do you do now? So in terms of marketing, what are you working on now? Um, a couple of things. I'm, uh, my, my key focus is um, giving presentations about the future of customer experience. That's the topic of my books. I've written five management books. Uh, my latest one came out in September last year. It's called The Offer You Can't Refuse. And it talks about, it talks about how you can bring value to the modern customer. And um, most of the time I give keynotes about that. I talk with executives about this topic and I, I hope to inspire them with, with my ideas. Um, next to that, I'm, um, as you mentioned, I'm co-founder of Nextworks. And Nextworks is an inspiration company. The, the core of our business is to organize inspirational trips. So we take executives from all over the world and we take them to innovative hubs, like we take them to Silicon Valley, we go to New York, we go to Dubai, we go to Singapore, to China, and we show them what's going on. So then we, we take them for a week, and then I'm like the tour guide on the bus. And, and then we visit like 20 companies a week, and we give them a front row seat to see what's happening in terms of innovation in all those mm -hmm. firms. And then my role is to translate that back to what it means for their business. And, and that's my role these days, uh, giving inspiration and, and showing people what they can do, showing them the opportunities. And, and that's where my passion is. What is the impact that you've seen sort of going around to other businesses and things like that? What's sort of the impact that uh, you've been able to have? Well, you know, if, if you take a group of European executives and you take them to China, um, it, it's quite a shock uh, yeah, because the, the, the speed of innovation is completely different. 
in, in Europe, we, we completely slowed down. Um, we don't have a fast and easy attitude anymore. We lost that. Mm -hmm. And then we take them to China and we show them how fast things evolve over there and, and how normal it is to do face payments, how normal it is to, to don't have any cash anymore in yeah. a whole society, how AI and robots are seen as the most natural thing in the world. And even if that doesn't have a direct link with their business, the fact that they see that speed of change actually creates a, a sort of urgency. And what we see if people then come back to their to their businesses, they want to do things, they want to change things, they want to speed up things, and it changes the mindset. And that's for me the 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 biggest purpose. It's not like if, if we take them to Silicon Valley, we don't want to come back and, and tell their staff, oh, we've seen the future. You need a ping pong table and a dog. <laughs> That's not what we try to accomplish. We try to make sure that they have that sense of urgency and start to innovate in within their own context when they're back. Wow. What's, uh, what's your area of expertise? You alluded to the customer experience. Is that like the thing that you know best? Yeah, yeah, that's my focus. I've been focusing on that my entire career. I've been doing research about that for the last 20 years and been and been 100% focused on that. So for anybody listening uh, that really may not have experience or may struggle with their customer experience, what are some tips or tricks you may be able to give? Well, maybe a very practical tip. Um, we all know that digital convenience has become a commodity, right? Mm. It's, it's in the last 10 years, you could positively differentiate yourself with digital convenience. Today, it's seen as the norm. If you have it, fine. If you don't have it, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and for every company out there, the benchmark is no longer your competitor, but the benchmark are the apps on the homepage of your phone. That, that's how the customer works. So if you agree with that, then my tip is to become a friction hunter. I invite everyone doesn't matter which position you have in an organization to being a, become a friction hunter. And a friction hunter looks at the processes that you have installed from a customer point of view. And you look for the details where you create friction. And friction for me is where you waste the time of the customer because time is the scarcest resource and people are very sensitive about their time. So if you're wasting their time by making it complex or by outsourcing your work to them, you're creating frictions. And if you find those and you start to remove them one by one, you can make a huge difference. And, and I'm not looking for big things. I'm looking for small things. And I'm inviting companies to be very extreme in that. I, I recently saw an example of Amazon. I'm sure you're familiar with the Amazon Go stores, huh? where you mm -hmm. go in, you, you scan your app, and then you take whatever you want from the store and you go back out. If you think about that concept, they remove the friction of waiting in line and the whole hustling with your products when you need to pay and check out, right? Mm -hmm. So you could think, oh, that's the perfect frictionless experience. But now there's someone at Amazon who said, well, guys, I, I discovered a friction because if people want to enter those stores, they need to find their phone, they need to open our app, and then they need to scan that app. Th that's three steps. And that's really very annoying for people to take their phone, open the app and scan it. So Let's change that. And in some of the new stores, they installed these hand scanning devices now. So you walk in, and you just have to hold your hand like this, and then you walk in, and then you have the wow. whole frictionless experience inside of the store. And I love that because it just shows how extreme these guys are. I mean, it's, it's no problem for someone to, to take their phone, open it up, and scan it. But even that is something that they see as a friction and a waste of time. And, and if you put the bar so high, you're going to have amazing results. 
Absolutely. And having those extra steps with anything, be it in between you and your customer, whether it's opening an app, and that's crazy that those are uh, even friction points, as you say, that people are thinking about and that people are addressing. Is that where you think or where do you think business or marketing is moving in the next couple of years? Well, uh, I think digital convenience is a commodity. So that's not going to be a differentiator anymore. I, I see two dimensions how you can differentiate yourself towards your customers. One dimension is what I call partner in life. Um, How can you become a partner in life of your customers? Mm -hmm. How can you add value in their life? And then it's not about optimizing your customer journey. It's about optimizing the life journey of the customer. And to do that, you need to understand the human behind the customer. You need a boost in empathy and try to have a positive change in their life. And if you can accomplish that, that's the moment when you really bring value to a customer. So that's one dimension where I see a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. The second dimension is the whole discussion about how a company can add value to society. Uh, And in my opinion, it's not about changing the world. I think it's about changing your world. How can you use your strengths as an organization to have a positive impact on society? And, and when you talk about this, people instantly think, ah, sustainability, right? Yeah. Um, I think sustainability will become a minimum demand in just no time, two years, three years from now. If you're not having your, your game up in terms of sustainability, it's not going to work. So that's not going to be the differentiator. I think having a positive impact on the world, if you want to differentiate yourself with that, it's going to be about social engagement and it's going to be about your ethical standards, How do you look at society and how do you really contribute to solving some of the major issues that we have right now? And if you work on those two dimensions, becoming a partner in life, adding value to society, and you have the minimum demand of having a good product, good price, digital convenience in place, you know, that's a package that is very strong. That's what I call an offer you can't refuse if you you bring that to the market. And that's where I see a lot of opportunities for the next couple of years. That's going to be the best way for people to differentiate themselves is really to connect with their customers, but then also to differentiate themselves with regards to sustainability and how they're approaching, how they're helping anyone, be it the rest of the world or even just their customer base. So what's even going broad spectrum, maybe what's one of the biggest marketing challenges that you've seen and maybe had to overcome? Me personally? Yeah. Or even Um, with Nextworks or... When next works well, well, to be honest, the pandemic is is really hard for us because uh, our business model was taking people all over the world, putting them in a bus and putting them in small meeting rooms in in different places. So from one day to another, our complete business um, vaporized. It was wow. completely gone. And the um, same happened for me with keynote speeches. It completely you know, from a full agenda, it became an empty agenda overnight. And and for me, that's pretty easy to solve. Uh, I had to work hard for that, but you have virtual conferences and, and that really took off. So uh, my business came back really fast. For Nextworks, it's a problem. You cannot, we, we try to come up with a digital alternative for an inspiration trips. We, we mm-hmm. still can take people all around the world, but it's not the same as uh, as going to those places and actually seeing that and the networking between people. We, we didn't find a solution for that, in all honesty. Um, so we came up with something completely different. We, we came up with, um, let's say, a content subscription model. So we wanted to give people inspiration about a certain domain and bring them together there with, with world leaders and with each other. So we created 
what we call Mission Customer Experience, Mission CX. And every month we do a session with a global thought leader and I interview those people, we do workshops with them and we invite our customers to join there. So now we have a group of, let's say 100, 150 people that join us every month for a session like that. We travel around the world virtually, we, we meet really cool people um, and, it, and it works. It's, it's an alternative, it's, an, it's a new business for us. In all honesty, uh, financially, it doesn't match up yeah. with what we used to have. Uh, this is something that we do right now to, to make sure that we make it to the other side. And hopefully, let's say during, during fall, we'll be able to take people back to, to North America. Uh, Asia will be maybe a little bit difficult, but I hope to take groups to LA and San Francisco uh, fall or at least the latest in March next year. So we're going to make it and we're going to be really excited the moment that our, our physical trips come back because then we're still going to have that digital layer. We still have those people and that's going to be an, an, you know, something, a, a business that we have on top of the existing market. And we hope the combination of those two will bring us a stronger company, a more successful company than we were before. But it is a challenge to, mm. to you know, get through this pandemic for us. Well, and like you say, that may be people going and traveling, either they may not have the funds or they may not have the ability to to do so. And that can be potentially, like you say, a friction point for people to join your company. So it's nice that you'll be continuing. That was going to be my next question. If you're continuing the digital aspect of it. So I think that'll be huge for potential and even future customers. Yeah. Is, yeah. is there anything that you wish you had known in terms of marketing before you started your career? Oh, that's a difficult question. Is there anything that I... Would have known. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I, you know, I, I talked about digital and internet and mobile my entire career. Uh, but in all honesty, even though I'm a big believer, I still underestimated its impact. Mm. So I, I wish that I was maybe in the early years more extreme in my opinion and in my vision. And then probably I would have started a number of other companies that really started early early days in some of the trends that are now matured yeah. and um, I missed some of those opportunities and and you know what the worst opportunity is that we that we missed it's it's really embarrassing to share but um, you know we, we took many groups to to coinbase for instance already in 2014 I took people to coinbase and yeah. and no one was talking about crypto back then now it's a big hype but back then nobody you know really paid attention to it. And then I was on the bus in the microphone talking to our, our clients. I said, guys, we've seen the future. Uh, what you need to do now is take 1,000 euros or dollars from your saving accounts and you invest it in Bitcoin. And I said, I'm going to do it as soon as I'm in my hotel room. And I, I invite you to do that as well. And the crazy thing is there were so many people of our clients that actually followed my advice on that bus. They all bought Bitcoins in 2014 or Ether. Wow. And um, the only one who didn't do it was, was me. And <laughs> oh no! And now I have many of them that came to me that literally became Bitcoin millionaires, uh, and they said, "Well, let's celebrate with our bitcoins." And then I, I embarrassingly have to admit, wow. like I, I didn't buy them. So I, I, I missed on that. Even I was a, a big evangelist, I didn't, uh, I didn't follow my own advice, and I'm very disappointed in myself for that. Sometimes you have to actually practice what you preach. It's one thing exactly. to be able to tell people what to do, to be, but to listen to yourself and the things that you've learned, to trust your own intuition sometimes can be pretty difficult. Exactly, exactly. Is, is there anything that you've listened to or anything that's inspired you lately? Sort of that's where you came from back in 2014, making mistakes <laughs> like that. But is there anything that you've been listening to, either other podcasts or read some books lately? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the new podcast of Peter Abiel. Um, Robot Brains, it's called, mm. I think. I know Peter very well. He is He's a Belgian, just like me, but he's a professor in UC Berkeley. And he is seen as one of the top 10 AI scientists in the world. And um, the crazy thing is he, his, his native language is just the same as mine. It's, it's Dutch, but it feels like he unlearned to speak it. So if we talk to each other, it's in English because wow. he doesn't feel okay anymore to speak his, his native language. That's a, a crazy story about him, but he's brilliant. He is one of the smartest people I know. And in his podcast, he talks with, with the top guys. Uh, he speaks with the head of AI of Tesla, the head of AI of Facebook, and it's if, if you really want to understand it and want to deep dive in AI, his podcast is a is a strong recommendation that I have. And and if you think that's too technical or if that's too 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 specific for you, I'm a big fan of Masters of Scale by Reid Hoffman, mm-hmm. uh, where they talk about you know how you can scale your business and and some very interesting cases there and some very interesting guests. So I'm a yeah I'm a fan there as well, and that's a big source of inspiration for me. Those are awesome recommendations. Now, if our listeners could walk away with anything today as we're winding down, is there any tips or or anything from friction points or the customer experience? What would you hope that people would take away from today's talk? Well, we talked about the tactics, right? The tactics are look for frictions, become a friction hunter. I shared the vision of partner in life and and changing society for the better. Um, But what I would invite people to do is, is at a certain point, dare to dream about the perfect customer experience, dare mm-hmm. to dream about the day after tomorrow. Um, there's so many people who are stuck in today. Yeah. And there's so many people that if, if they think about the future that cannot look beyond the operational issues that they have today, that it's even difficult to look at tomorrow. My invitation to them is dare to look at the day after tomorrow and then reverse engineer it back and see what you need to do today to start building that road to be successful in that day after tomorrow. I think we need that now and then just, just dare to look into the future. Wow. Yeah. Look into see where you're going in the future and take the next step sort of like, wow. Yeah. That's really deep to be able to, to walk backwards and see what steps you need to move forward to get there. Exactly. Uh, Stephen, thank you very much. Where can people find more information about you, about NextWorks, that hopefully we can travel again and, and get that back up and rolling? Well, our, uh, our website is nextworks.com um, and they can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Stephen Van Balagam. I have a, a very active YouTube channel where I share a lot of content about the topics we discussed today. So people are very welcome to join me on YouTube or Instagram. Perfect. Stephen, thank you ever so much. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the Marketing Executive Spotlight, and we will see you next time. Anitra here, and thank you so much for listening to the Marketing Executive Spotlight Show. If you are a successful marketing executive who would like to be on this program, please visit us at www.thedrawshop.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social channels. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag marketing executive spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe 
Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Go to our website, www.thedrawshop.com or follow us on all social channels at The Draw Shop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.